Okay, welcome to the Just Meg podcast. This podcast is designed to be real, raw, and totally uncut. I am Meg, a former teacher, now stay-at-home mom and business owner that is here to share it all. This post-pandemic life can be weird and lonely, but it really doesn't have to be. I'm not here to say that I have all of my shit together, but I'm here to openly discuss exploring healthy weight loss, life changes, and so much more. So if you're down for the adventure, let's go. Hello, everyone. It's Meg. Welcome back. Okay. Uh, Today's episode is a very personal one about something that I am working through in my own therapy. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to awkwardly laugh quite a bit because that is how I cope with things um, is humor or awkwardly laughing at probably the worst um, points possible. But I, I think I need to start with, I, I, if you've listened to previous episodes, um, you know that I am someone who is a huge advocate for therapy. Um, I do believe that anyone and everyone should go. Uh, just because life life is hard, especially post pandemic life, um, it, it's truly helped me a lot. And the funny thing is, I actually uh, never thought that I needed therapy. I um, I actually didn't go to therapy for the first time until I was an adult. And it was, I was like 31 or 32, I'm 33 now. So only a couple of years ago. Um, And it was through my jobs EAP programming, which you get so many free sessions or whatever, which is great. I think that that was, um, I don't think I would have done it otherwise. But when I went um, it does feel uncomfortable the first time you go. You just don't know what to expect. But I quickly realized just having someone that doesn't know me um, help me process life, like my life and what I'm thinking and how I'm doing this was actually really, really helpful. And um, just recently, I started going to therapy two times a month virtually because if you listen to the divorce episode you know that my family is going through some really big changes that are coming Um, and I myself am going through quite a few big changes in my own journey in my business and being home Um, lots of big life shifts are happening and what I had learned from going to therapy a few years ago is that it really was a great way for me to outwardly process, but also have actual tools that could help me. And the thing is, I have always loved psychology. I've always loved understanding how the mind works and your thoughts and your beliefs and how development goes hand in hand with that. Like I love it, which is why I loved 
teaching where I taught for so many years because, you know, I had the quote unquote naughty kids, but it was all psychological. It was all behavior based. It was all, I got to learn the trauma and wait, made them tick. And I was able to form really good relationships. And oh, I was, I felt like I was so good at it. I, I loved doing that. And still to this day, love having those kinds of conversations with people of any age, honestly. Um, but I wanted to understand my own brain and thoughts. And just recently um, on my social media, I shared that um, I'm I'm processing through some really deeply rooted core beliefs because in a previous episode, I've talked about your negative mind thoughts, um, <clears throat> which I believe is like episode 71. Yes. And uh, your core beliefs are ones that are deeply, deeply rooted. I mean, like childhood. And remember, we can't rewire or reframe our thoughts until after the age of 18. We like we literally do not have the cognitive capacity to do so. All of this I've recently learned through therapy, which I think is a lot of fun. But I over the and this is this wasn't in the most recent well kind of in the most recent we've been working through some things and we began I began to realize that being home and not in the classroom I have days where I feel like a POS a piece of shit um because I don't feel like I've done enough at home or I feel like my husband is finding me to be a burden because I'm home which is not the case by the way we've had this conversation and I know that that's not true but that's what my mind tells me and my therapist was like you understand that if your mind's telling you that that that's some kind of belief and I was like I understand that but I don't know where it's coming from we're usually I'm a highly reflective person I always have been thinking about why I think that or why it is or what led me to that spot and I'm usually pretty good about verbalizing those things but I this is one I couldn't I couldn't understand where it was coming from and why it continued to come up because I would be having great great weeks great days and then all of a sudden I would wake up one day and I was just pissed off at the world and I felt miserable and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I can't do this. And it was, it was in everything. I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't a good business owner. I wasn't a good coach. I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good daughter. I was, I was terrible. I was a terrible sister, all of these things. And I was like, what in the actual hell is going on? Why do I feel this way? And so we'd done a couple things. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and my therapist where first we started like, Hey, Meg, write down like your to-do list because there are days where I will spin out. I will think of 90 million things that I think I have to get done. And then I don't write any of them down. And I go to do five of them at once because that's how I function. And then by the end of the day, I feel like I got absolutely nothing done and I feel terrible. And then the cycle repeats itself. So I started writing physical to-do lists down so I could physically cross off and then look at the end of the day and see that I did get things done. That so it, it was really a way for me to physically, factually 
rewire my brain and be like, yeah, that's that's not a true thought. That's not a true belief. Meg, you didn't get anything done today. That's not true. I checked off five things off of my to-do list today. And that helped. But I continued to kind of have this underlying feeling that it wasn't enough. I wasn't enough. It wasn't doing enough. I wasn't good enough. It wasn't enough. I was like, why? Why do I continue to have this thought? And then I realized, oof, this is hard. Then I realized that I don't feel that I have any value if I am not achieving or producing something. And when you realize that about yourself, you're like, oh, shit. Where does that stem from? Where, like, where does that come from? And honestly, this is a a core belief um, I didn't know that I had until like literally a few days ago, about a week ago. I was still processing through this and I still don't know Usually I can kind of pinpoint where these beliefs kind of started, but this one I think goes so far back that I can't pinpoint where I began to believe this, which is crazy to me. So... I, I, uh, I've always known that I am a competitive person. Um, I have this drive to be really good at things and to master things and show people that I've mastered them and, and help other people and, and be that source and be that leader. I've, I've always had that drive and I, I, I just thought that's how I was. I thought that that was normal, you know, um, and I kind of, I kind of remember being told when I was younger that like I had to be careful because it seemed very attention seeking and that I didn't need to be the center of attention. And I, I never, I always wanted to be a good kid. I didn't want to cross anyone. I wanted to follow directions. I wanted, cause I got praised for that. Right. I got, uh, I was a good kid. I was very kind. I was very quiet. I was, um, I was actually shy. So when, when they would then say what you're doing is attention seeking or you don't need to be the center of attention, it was very confusing to me because that wasn't what I was trying to do. I was just trying <sighs> to validate myself. Because I, I was really shy. I was really quiet. I, I didn't want to cross anyone. I didn't want to mess anything up. I I, it, I didn't want to do those things. <clears throat> and when I would get told that I was being the center of attention or I was being too much, uh, that wasn't what I was trying to do. And they were telling me, like, you're trying to be the center of attention. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show you how good I am. I'm trying to show you that I am good. 
I need I need you to give me my self value. God, this is hard to say. Um <clears throat> so I I mean like I was young. I remember hearing these things. And so they are th- this this core belief is deeply deeply rooted and what has what I found as an adult is that it it causes a lot of my anxiety um because I'm not good enough. And that's hard to rewire, especially something that is so, so, so far back, deeply rooted that I, I, it's going to take a lot of work. And that's why like a couple weeks ago, I didn't do an episode because I wasn't ready to necessarily share this, but I need to talk through it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where it started, but I know that it's been there since I can remember. And I just, that's how I began to find myself value. If I wasn't producing or achieving and getting that praise, I am not valuable. And so... I mean, from a very young age, I can remember like in elementary school, like if I wasn't producing or achieving, I had no value. I needed to be good. I needed to be kind. I needed to be helpful. I needed to be following directions. I needed to, I needed to be the leader. I needed to be the good friend. I, I needed to do all of those things. And that is what made me have value to other people. It wasn't me just being me but that's how I began to view that I was valuable to other people is when I did all of these things and my value then became determined based on the praise I received and then I would know if I was good enough but when I didn't have that praise or I didn't have that feedback I thought I wasn't good And I thought I wasn't doing enough or I thought, period, I wasn't enough. Okay. Um, So this, this is just kind of continued throughout my life. And there have been, I mean, every situation I can think of just continued to validate this belief. My, in high school, my achievements in high school my grades, my athletics, um, was I on varsity? Was I in the front? Was I in choir? Was I performing? Was I in the newspaper? Was I achieving? Was I, was I on honor roll? Was I doing all of these things? And the thing is, what really kind of throws a wrench in this a little bit is in, uh, in elementary school, I struggled big time with math (laughs) to the point where I was tested for special education services. Um, I was great at everything else. I did not struggle with anything else but math. Um, Come to find out years later, my struggle was based on a neurological math disability called dyscalculia that a lot of people don't know about. 
and it is a it, it, it's similar to dyslexia with like math and number processes but not quite um there's way more science behind it now I know but I remember man I remember my teacher's faces when I would struggle they thought I was again they thought I was doing it for attention they thought I was doing it um because I wanted to I wanted their 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 attention I wanted their focus I wanted like but I was really struggling and I, oh man, their faces and the conversations on my teacher's faces and not only my teacher, but my, my parents' faces sitting across from me on the floor, like crying and, and their fear and their disappointment and their not understanding of why I was struggling. Like I felt terrible. I felt like I had completely failed. I, and that is something is so vividly burned into my mind I will never get that out of my head um <clears throat> to the point where I thought that I was worthless and that because of this I would never succeed and I would be the largest disappointment to my family um I thought I wouldn't be successful and I thought that this was going to determine that I was just, I was awful. I was terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't achieve in this area. Therefore, my value <clears throat> was diminished. And um, I have carried that <laughs> with me for a really long time. And still have that, even even now knowing why I struggled so much. But I, I mean, I was made fun of. I, you know, so to have this, to have this achieving personality, this high drive to achieve and be good and be the leader and then have something that I truly cannot control come in and basically just sideswipe all of that has been really hard. So for years I have compensated um, for that to make up for the fact that I don't have a ton of value in that area. <laughs> um, and here I am at 33 and something that I have dealt with my whole life um, can still drive and dictate so much. Which is insane, which is why I'm going to say again, like going to therapy and processing these things is really important. Um, so here I am at the age of 33. Um, just just being able to put and piece this together for myself, first of all. Um, but now I'm looking at how can I rewire this? And the reason that I, and you're like, why, why would you do this to yourself, right? Like, why are you, you're crying on a podcast? Like, why? Why would you do this to yourself? And honestly, it's because 
I have a daughter that I don't want to pass these beliefs on to. I don't want my behaviors or my thought processes or any of those things to become how she views herself. So I need to heal these traumas so I don't pass them on. And so she has a chance to realize that she is good and valuable just as she is. Flaws and all. Because there is still part of me that doesn't truly <clears throat> believe that. And we're going to take a break so I can blow my nose. <laughs> so hold on. Okay. Okay. I can't promise that I'm not going to cry more, but, um, so yeah, here I am. I, I'm at 33. I'm working that, I mean, like I said, this is a very deeply rooted core belief. I'm not going to work through this by tomorrow. Um, but it's heavy. There's a lot of heavy emotions to it. And it, it just blows my mind that these core beliefs completely, <clears throat> impact and dictate how we function in every aspect of our lives because it really has and that's what I kind of started to realize so I, I'm doing these to-do lists you know to be able to visualize what I can see that I did accomplish during the day rather than beating myself up at the end of the day about what I didn't get done and then thinking that I need to do twice as much tomorrow to make up for it or you know whatever and like I said, the list helps me from like spinning out in my own head and jumping from one thing to the next in this rush that only I can feel because I think I have to get it all done to prove my worth <clears throat> or to prove that I'm valuable. And I realized that being at home, this is how I've always functioned, but now being at home, it's way more apparent because everything that I did even in my career as a teacher, like teaching continued to validate this belief that my value was in what I produced and what I was achieving. <clears throat> and in teaching, it wasn't just what I was achieving, but what my students were achieving because of me. And that's why I liked teaching so much because I felt like I was very good at it until I felt like I wasn't. Until I was working in the demographic that needed more. And I did, I learned and I tried to serve in that, but with the way that education is set up, I was never going to quote unquote achieve because the target is always moving in education, whether that's the next law that's passed or the next test or whatever. <clears throat> and having, you know, and like this goes into my pedagogy a little bit as far as teaching goes, but like having small humans dictate my value to, you know, the world became really, really frustrating. And it made me so mad that no one could see these kids. And they were, they were putting this test value on them when they're great little humans in there that are going to do amazing things. And they're more than a test score. And I, someone who struggles, I'm very intelligent, but I'm not a good test taker due to testing anxiety. <clears throat> I don't think it's a good measurement of anything and so it just broke my heart over and over and over again and it slowly started to make me feel like I was worthless 
Um, which is which is where I was. And then, you know, there are there are people and there are things that do believe that and they'll come in and tell you otherwise. And um thankfully the last year before I left the classroom was a very, very rewarding year where I felt like I made an impact and it was positive. Um and I was able to create and I was able to achieve and I got I got good praise and everything else. And like who doesn't like those things? And especially for me, like that's huge. Um, so I left the classroom feeling good about what I did, but for 11 years, on top of already what I learned in my childhood, this core belief has just been hit again and again and again and again and just completely validated by so many different things. And I, I honestly... I'm just here to, like, I don't know. I don't know how I get through it. I don't know how I find my value in something else because I, I, it is so deeply rooted in me to be good at whatever I'm doing. It is so deeply rooted in me to be an achiever and not so much a perfectionist. It doesn't, I don't feel like it has to be perfect, but I do, I do enjoy people realizing that I am good at something and I think it feels that way but maybe not but maybe I find a little more joy in that than other people I don't know I'm just here to tell you like I don't have all of this figured out but I am going to tell you that I wouldn't have learned this about myself without therapy and I think that it is something that I definitely need to rewire because I know I'm going to say this and I'm going to tell you that I don't have the belief in it yet, but I know that I have value as a human just as I am. But I don't know what that feels like. If that makes sense. I know what it feels like to be praised and valued. And I understand, like, I, I can only explain, like, in my chest, like, there's this warm, happy feeling. But when I say I have value just as I am, like, it, like the warm feeling drops to the pit of my stomach. I'm just telling you physically, like, what's the visceral reaction that's happening in my body? And I don't know why. Um, so this is why we pay for therapy. Um, because as a mom... If I were to sit here and have this conversation with my child, like I wouldn't want her to find value only in praise. Like that little human being that I created is amazing just as she is. Spunky little personality and all. So I, I know that I myself have that. It's just hard for me to see it. And I hope someday I can come back and tell you like, oh my gosh, I do see that I am, you know, because of X, Y, and Z. But right now I am really sitting in the thick of this. And I think that that's why it's so important that I'm sharing this with you now, because I don't, I don't want to always come and share these things with you and say, hey, I've got it all figured out. Here's what happened. I don't. I don't have it all figured out. I'm sitting in the thick of it. And I don't know where I'm going to go from here. 
And that's really hard for me to say as someone who likes to achieve things. Um, so this is a very vulnerable, vulnerable episode. This is a very open conversation. And I hope, I guess my hope by sharing this is that if you are someone <clears throat> who related to anything that I've said, first of all, let me know that I am not alone in this, please. But also know that it's okay that we don't have things figured out. Even though it feels like we should, it's okay that we don't. And honestly, I'm kind of like telling myself that because it is making me slightly anxious that I don't know where to go from here. But this is kind of outside of my realm of expertise. And this is why I say go to therapy. Um, and find someone that you feel is supporting you and find people that are going to be in your corner <laughs> and have your back. Um, whether that's within your family or outside of it. Um, and if like, I'm not here to tell you how I'm going to fix it because I honestly don't know. I really don't know. And I don't know if I'm always going to be this way. I don't think I am. But I just, I guess it's important that you hear me say, like, I don't have it all figured out. Truthfully, I don't think anybody does. They fake it until they make it. But I don't know where they're making it to, to be honest. Maybe they fake that too. Who knows? But, so that's where I am. Unlearning this deeply, deeply, deeply rooted core belief that I am, that I have no value unless I am creating or producing. And honestly, those are things that I have come to enjoy. I do enjoy creating. I do enjoy helping others. I do enjoy learning and achieving new things. I don't think that makes that bad. But I think the belief in the fact that I have no value without it, I think that's the piece that I need to rewire more than anything. That's going to be uh that's going to be some deep work <clears throat> there. So there you have it, folks. Very emotional, heavy episode for you today. Um, if you liked it, let me know. Screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me. Um, share it with somebody you think that might need it because I hope that by me sharing this, it helps someone. And uh, until next time, keep effing going. Hey, before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram so I can reach out and personally thank you for listening. You being here means the absolute world to me. And if you're feeling super ambitious, if you would go leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, that would mean the world to me. So until next time, I'll see you soon.